Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hi. Welcome, everyone, to Finding Your Peace. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. As I say in every podcast, I'm a psychic. I am a medium. I'm a transformational life coach. And what you need to know most about this podcast is that I'm a spiritual teacher of A Course in Miracles, the teachings from Jesus, which were given in, I think, 1965. And some of you may be familiar with because it became really mainstream in the 90s with Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love. Uh, whether you're into Marianne Williamson or not, uh, A Course in Miracles is, is a non-dual teaching. And I'm going to explain that today. If you've been following the podcast or maybe you know The Course in Miracles, you'll understand what that means. But today's show is entitled, Why Knowing the Truth of Who We Are Will Save Your Life. Now, I know that sounds dramatic, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, it's true. And I'm going to tell you a little story at the beginning of the broadcast that if you don't understand it right from the top, don't worry about it. As you listen, it will make sense to you. I'm going to share some of my story today of my spiritual journey and and the awakening, because I want to talk today about the difference between evolution, which everybody's familiar with, and involution, which you may not have heard about before. But it's really the point at which you stop looking outside in the world and you start looking inside and understand that uh, if you're trying to find your peace, it's within you. As the first podcast was about where is my peace and and uh, how, do, how do I find it? And it's, it's inside you. The second podcast was about if they would change those people out there if they would change i would be at peace which is completely false because it's an inside game and if you don't know i'll do a, a quick recap and um i want to talk to you about the fifth dimension because there's a lot of talk about the spiritual awakening right now and i don't really know if you my audience is is awakened to the point of being aware of entering the fifth dimension or understanding about what enlightenment is. And there's a very big difference, but there's a lot of misinformation going along. And I know that in my own spiritual journey, I kind of got into that trap too about, oh, we're going to raise our vibration and we're going to enter the fifth dimension where our DNA is going to be upgraded in the human form. The whole point of A Course in Miracles, Jesus says, is that you're not the body. That's crazy, right? But you're not the body and the world, there is no world. He said, it's a projection. From our minds, our separated minds. He said we had, and I said this before, but I think it bears repeating. He said we had a tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God and we forgot to laugh because it's not possible to be separate from God and each other because God created us and we are what God is. So he said in that moment, everything that was in the mind projected outward. 
and the world and the bodies and the universe were created, but they're like a movie screen that thoughts are projected out onto. So it's not real. Who's the projector? You are your own thoughts. So non-duality and Jesus teaching in A Course in Miracles is about him showing you that there are two, two thought systems that we live we, that we live by, and actually we don't live if we if we work on the thought form of fear. Because don't you think that life is maybe you're advanced enough to know this already, but most people think that you know life is just sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Everybody dies, everybody leaves. There's no way around that, and that's not true. And that's what I want to talk about today, because why knowing the truth of who you are will save your life may offer you a very big aha about where you are in the spiritual program, where you are in your own awakening and evolution, and how you can make a very big choice. And it's an easy shift. Don't worry about it. It's an easy shift back to the reality that you're not a body. You're not separate from God and each other. You are a divine son of God. You're what God is. You're an extension of source. And when you remember that, you know that everything else is not real because God did not create that. I know it says God created us in his likeness. It doesn't mean the body. And I know a lot of people could be up in arms about me saying that, but it's, we are love. We are eternal spirit. We're the presence, the divine awareness, the unmanifest. And we're having a temporary experience in the body. Why? To have an experience in time space, when, see, when the, the Big Bang happened or we had the tiny mad idea and everything rolled out, it was instantly healed. But we have a time, we have an experience in time space that's generally linear. Some of us have a multidimensional experience or we, we understand that we live simultaneously. And um, we had this idea that we that we could be separate and we got trapped in that because the only way to reach your peace, which is inside of you, is to get to the kingdom of heaven within you. This is why he said the kingdom is within you. So when you think you're the body and you're identifying out there, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's tricky. Because we all have goals. We all want to make something of ourselves. We all, I mean, it depends on what level you're at in, in terms of awareness. When you get fairly far along, you don't, you don't care about the world in the same way. You, you die to live. That's a, that's a term used in the in the true spiritual communities. You have to die to live. What does that mean? Your ego has to die. But while you're living your life, generally, you don't sort out between your personality, your ego, your thoughts. Generally, for a really long time, and it could be millions of years, you don't sort out that that's an illusion and you're not the body. You can't differentiate between your your awareness. And I don't mean consciousness because consciousness is the I which is ego, which is the beginning of the separation. When you have two, me and that, consciousness and the body, you have ego right off the bat. And so you're trapped in the illusion. So you have to back yourself out of believing that you're separate and, how, and, and everything. And remember, wake up to the fact that we are innocent, as he says in The Course in Miracles, and we're holy. And we have dreamed just like a child in a bed having a nightmare. We have collectively, individually, and collectively dreamed this dream where we have pain and suffering. It's called duality because everything is out there. It's good and bad, good and evil, hot and cold, up and down. Um, and it never stops changing. 
So you can't find anything that lasts, including your own body. So you associate with, well, everybody dies. Well, no. In this show, we're going to talk about how everybody lives eternally and how you can have the experience of stopping the illusory, and it is an illusion, the illusory cycle of birth, death, rebirth, life in between lives. Because remember, I'm a medium. I talk to people in spirit and they're dreaming too. Very few of them, unless they're an ascended master who is like Jesus, who has walked on this earth or another plane of reality and gone through duality to semi-dualism to non-duality, understands that we are we are actually one with God. Now, how do you do that? Through radical forgiveness, radical forgiveness. It's not the human kind where you say, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to forgive you. That's about ego. That's about, well, pride and ego. Uh, there's, you know, or you had a, you've had a hard childhood. I'm going to forgive you. It's more compassion than that, but still it's not true because he said, and I said in the last show, and you may want to go back because it was a powerful show about, um, he says, we have trouble forgiving, you know, things that happen to us, especially if you've been traumatized and especially if you've been really, really hurt by somebody out there, it's very hard to realize you've been dreaming that dream. But he says, you are never asked to forgive what's real, which is that you're innocent and holy and you've just been dreaming. You're, you're only trying to forgive. It's, it's hard to forgive the illusion because it looks like it really happened, but it didn't. So let me tell you a quick story. So we'll talk about involution, evolution, uh, your choices that you can make, how you die to the world and still live in this uh, world. How do you how do you do it? And next show we'll be talking about. So tune in to, to podcast number uh, four because we will be talking about um, how you get in touch with your inner teacher, which is with what Jesus's goal in the Course in Miracles is. The inner teacher is your Holy Spirit, which is what the voice for God, which is also your God self, that part of you that's never left the source, and that is reading from the Big Playbook outside of time space, outside of time space. It's you saying. Oh my gosh, I'm pure spirit, but I have forgotten down here in this reality and this reality. And so I'm going to guide myself back home. And so you get pure source information and you can tap that. And in the next podcast, I'm going to show you how. How do you live every single day and get more and more intuitive, more and more still so you're not thinking, so you're not trapped in time space? We'll talk about that next time. Let me tell you a story uh, let's see about that. I heard, gosh, um, oh, it's a long time ago. I was on, on my spiritual journey where I had started waking up and realizing that, um, life was going on without me. I had, um, I'll tell you that story too. Um, I was in Hawaii and I had been sent to Hawaii by spirit on and off after I had this big collapse of my world go on. And that's probably the case with a lot of you, especially with, with COVID and that kind of thing. A lot of people have lost loved ones, have lost their business, have lost their way. And, uh, but this is after that happened. I was in uh, Hawaii and I was sitting around a table of people that were also awakening. And this one lady told me a story and she said, there was a man that was walking down the beach and he heard cries and flapping around in the water, in the ocean. And he turned to look and there was a man drowning. And so he said, oh my goodness. And he rushed in and he dragged the man out 
to safety on the beach. And once every, everything was fine, he got up and kept walking down the beach. Not too long after that, he heard the sound of somebody else drowning. And he turned around and lo and behold, there were two people in the water this time, not just one. And he thought, oh my goodness. And he jumped in and somehow he got them both to safety. And after some time, he continued and he went down the beach again. And this time he heard the sound of people drowning and he turned around and there were four people drowning in the water. And he stood on the beach and then he turned and walked away. And a man standing nearby him said, oh my goodness, aren't you going to jump in and help me save the people that are drowning in the water? And he said, no, I'm going to go and see what is putting the people in the water. If you don't understand that now, the point of that story, you will by the end of the broadcast, because it's everything. What makes us drown? What makes us have calamity on the planet? What keeps us at war with ourselves and each other? What, what does that? We're going to talk about that. Because that is the whole key to non-duality. As I said, we live in a world of duality where things constantly change. And what we're looking for, aren't we, is safety, security, peace at last, joy. What is that? Some people have that and that's fleeting. That's something that's supposed to be lasting all the time. How do you achieve that? Well, it's within you. So my story, you know, you're only here to awaken from the dream. That's all you're here to do. And we think, and this is how we get trapped. We think everything that we're here to do, <clears throat> pardon me, is out there. Um, find a partner, have a family, build a career, uh, find my divine purpose. Well, your divine purpose is to awaken to who you are and extend that to your brothers. Your journey will lead you to, and your passion and your purpose will lead you to I say purpose in the way that most people understand it. Your purpose is to awaken and be the light of the world, the salvation of the world by waking up. There's nothing better that you can do for everybody than to heal your mind. But we think it's out there because we're focused in the body and we're focused in the material world. We think we have to do something to get something. In the next show, I'm going to show you how as you still your mind and you're present and your will is one with God's will things begin to come to you effortlessly. It totally changes the ball game for you because you can see, wow, all I did was hold the peace and things began to manifest everything I need. I don't need to struggle. I don't need to be out there. I need to mind my mind, right? I need to mind what is my thoughts and my belief systems and change that because he says it's a system of retraining the mind, of course, in miracles. He said two thought systems, one of fear and ego, and, and where you follow your, your the master is your ego, and the other one is the thought system of love, which is all that's it, that is. And as you awaken and you choose forgiveness, you forgive yourself for dreaming the dream. You forgive yourself for any little thing or any big thing that it seems like. And remember, you've dreamed it. You wouldn't beat yourself up if you woke up in the morning and you had a terrible nightmare. You wouldn't scold yourself all day long, would you? You wouldn't. It's the same thing. But we are really encouraged uh, in towards our separation with the fall. We have these thoughts and they're in the subconscious. And 
what we want to do is reprogram the subconscious, just like taking a big eraser and saying, oh, I don't believe I'm going to think that fear thought anymore. And it's I'm not a victim because nobody did this to me. So how am I going to change my mind to thoughts of love? And we'll, we'll talk about that because forgiveness is, is the big thing. If you can't get to forgiveness right away, get to acceptance, get to compassion. Keep telling yourself, it's okay, I'll get there. Because sometimes it takes a little while and it comes up in layers to heal. Some people can get the concept and just say, oh my gosh, everything is at stake here. If I forgive myself and everybody else, I will be, boom, right back in the kingdom of heaven and this world will disappear. And guess what? That's the truth. The disappearance of the universe, as a a really good course teacher said, he wrote a book called The Disappearance of the Universe because he had... He was sitting in meditation one day and he had uh, he opened his eyes and he had two people sitting on the couch that had manifested themselves. His name is Gary Renard and you can find him at GaryRenard.com. You can find his books. He's, it's excellent. It's a great uh, way to break into the Course in Miracles by reading The Disappearance of the Universe. It's about that thick, but it's like a portal. As you read it, you go, you go through it and you start to understand the Course Principles, which is why in this show, I try to explain my story so that like he does in his book, so that you can see how this works in, in real time, you know, in life, uh, in space time. But um, the masters that were ascended masters, they had walked on the earth before and they had laid down their body for the last time. And they had, they had learned their lesson. And there's only one lesson. You, the, you, he says you have a million problems. You, you think you have a million problems. Your only problem is that you think you could be separate from God. And the only answer is that's not possible. So everything else you're dreaming must be telling you in your mind, oh, my gosh, I'm in fear about this. Oh, my gosh, I'm in lack about that. Oh, my gosh, I'm jealous or angry or I feel abandoned. I don't feel worthy. I'm not enough. And that couldn't possibly be, could it? So you have to keep reminding yourself. If you listen to the last podcast, a client of mine shared her stories about how she got through that with the help of the Course in Miracles. She said she went in four months advancing more than she had in four years. And that's what happens. It accelerates your growth. So um, if you don't understand that story about the beach, you will, because when you go to heal your mind from an experience of looking outside to change everything. And I gave the example of the movies, the movie screen, you go into the movie theater and you don't like the movie and you try to go up to the screen and change it. It's not going to work. You would have to go into the projection room and take the movie out and put a new movie in. And that's the same thing that we're being asked to do. Reprogram, change your mind, change your mind to change your life. You know? So, um, That story was told to me. And at that point, I didn't really get it either, to be honest with you. And I had already, you know, been a psychic and medium. I had my gifts all my life. I've been reading. Um, I was called the wide receiver by the spiritual hierarchy. I could hear the angelic realm, the ascended masters, the galactic brotherhood of light. I knew by vibrationally because I can read frequency like crazy who I'm talking to. I could I was a medium. I could talk to guides, people in spirit. I could see them in the room read the Akashic records, which is stored memory, mostly of fear, some of love. Um, and, and, and still I had loneliness and anger and sadness and still I couldn't, and spirit had taken me on this journey. I was a professional singer 
in LA for, for a while. I, I had sung, been a singer all my life. And, um, and I was, because I have a lot of issues about fear and control, I decided that I would book the band. I would take care of booking the band, making sure we had a contract and making sure we got paid because I knew if I did it, it would get done. And we always got booked. We were booked all the time. We, we never had a lapse. I mean, by God's grace, it was just like one job would come after the next. And all of a sudden that stopped. And I couldn't believe it because I thought, wow. I mean, we called and 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 somebody called me from a restaurant that we, we had a gig with. And they said, we're terribly sorry, but we have gone bankrupt and we are not going to be able to employ you. Somebody else called me and said, I'm having uh, financial trouble and I'm going to have to send your check late. I started missing car payments and I started freaking out. I thought, my God, I don't know what to do. Then I thought, well, I know enough about spirituality to start speaking out what you need. And I started doing that and still the phone didn't ring and still no opportunities came. What I did not know and why I shared this with you is that my world, my reality, that reality is Shelly as the singer. And I had a strong identity about that, a strong personality around who I thought I was. I was looking in the world for my joy and singing was my joy, but still I wasn't altogether happy. I had fear and concern and look what was happening in my life. I didn't understand. Many of you may have had that experience lately when everything shifts and you're out of work or, or somebody dies or your health goes down or just things change. There's so much going on in the world, all this disclosure and everything. And I ended up at my parents' house and I was sitting on the steps. Uh, of, they had a split level house. I was sitting on the steps crying and my sweet, sweet dad, came and he said, honey, I hear that you're missing your car payments. You've missed two of them. And I, I started crying. I said, dad, I don't know what to do. I've always been able to take care of everything. I mean, I, I get jobs and everything flows and I don't know what's going on. And kindly, he offered me a job in his company, which was he had a diamond company to sort diamonds. And I took it because I didn't know what else to do. But I knew the more I sat there sorting diamonds, my heart I wasn't in the right place and I didn't know how to tell him because he was delighted that we were working together. I was grateful to him, but I knew this wasn't right. And shortly thereafter, my boyfriend who uh, I was, who I had sung with got us a job on a cruise ship. Uh, And we went to Europe and we were on a cruise ship singing for four and a half months. And then we went down to the, to New York across the Atlantic and down to through the Caribbean. And then flow again we had gotten a job after the cruise ship was over on uh in a casino in uh, in tahoe and we went up there shortly after we got to tahoe he got a call my boyfriend that his mother was dying from cancer pancreatic cancer and that goes really quickly so we had to leave and he flew to hawaii he flew back to hawaii right about hawaii again right it's like my whole my whole spiritual gig is in hawaii So uh, I was at home and once again, no job, no partner to sing with. What do I do? I mean, it kept happening. It was like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm telling you this because maybe that's your experience. And also maybe you can look back if you're further along now and see at the point at which it happened for you. It started to happen. So I decided that I would fly over there and I would find us gigs and he could be with his mom and I would book the band just like book our duo, just like I did. And I got to Hawaii And I blew into town with my L.A. attitude and my going to tell you what's going on, honey. And (laughs) those people in Hawaii, so much aloha spirit. God love them. I love them. I finally got with the beat of the island. I finally got with the spirit of the thing. But I was so brash that nobody would hire us. 
I mean, I was pushy. I was so in my ego and I did not know it. And on top of that, so that was number one, my ego was being busted, which is what has to happen. You have to die. Your ego has to die on this process. The next thing that happened was my boyfriend's family was very much not like mine. I was a girl who everything perfect, get up two hours to shower, perfect makeup, perfect hair, perfect clothes, iron the clothes, everything at two hours. They would call me. I was still in bed because I'm not a morning person. They would call me as they were in the driveway getting ready to leave and say, Shelly, get in the car. We're leaving in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I mean, I had never gone out without my makeup. I had never gone out without my hair done. I mean, if you can believe that in these days, but that was in the 90s. And that was how I was raised. I mean, you just get it together before you present yourself to the world. There again, ego, identity, personality. And that family and that island on Oahu took me to school because I had let go. I mean, I didn't have a choice. I mean, you're either going to get left behind or you're going to get with it. And I actually decided that I didn't have any place there, that I should not be there while he was going through the transition with his family, with his mom passing. And I apologized to her because I realized I had made it all about me, all about my needs. All, and it was really all about my fear. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and it wasn't it wasn't what it needed to be. And God bless her. She forgave me. And I remember the feeling of being forgiven. It's so incredible when you can do that for somebody and give that gift. You give that gift to yourself because it's true what he says that what you give comes back to you. You can see how that is. If you're with an open heart, you're already with an open heart. So you can give it away. It comes back because you're there already. So uh so that was the beginning of the breakdown, really, of my ego. And it went on and on. And after her passing, I came back home and started a booking business. Another idea from my mind, not not a divine idea, I don't think, because I got it all ready to go. And then something else happened. And that didn't come to pass. And it was a great idea, too. Uh, but I started hearing in 1991 from the Pleiadians. And I, and I started going on this spiritual journey that a lot of you may or may not be on, where we're talking about entering the fifth dimension, raising your vibration, the light body, the DNA uh, uh, gets upgraded, all of this. There's a lot of talk about that right now. And that's a trap, too, because you're still talking about becoming multidimensional. There's a lot of disclosure right now going on in the news. Uh, and there's going to be a whole lot more about the ETs and we're not alone and the space program and all of that. Do not worship technology. Do not worship advanced technology, advanced beings who have answers that we don't have. It's a trap because the only thing that heals your mind, that's an illusion too. And believe me, as, as I can tell you from being a receiver from the Arcturians, the Pleiadians, the, the, uh, you know, all these different groups, not everybody is enlightened. What does enlightenment mean? You have no more agenda for yourself or anybody else. You're completely at one with all life. And there's plenty of agenda coming from, you know, information, people, is not knowledge. And Jesus says this very clearly in the course. Information is not knowledge, nor is it wisdom. It's not. It's just more information. And boy, is it fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating. People go on trips about, ooh, Atlantis, ooh, Lemuria, ooh, the dolphins, ooh, the Pleiadians. You know, I I'm particularly galactic in that way because that was my experience. If you're not, yours would be, ooh, 
shopping, ooh, gambling, ooh, self-medicating with five glasses of wine every night. Whatever you're doing to distract yourself or money, trying to, trying to strive and earn and be a millionaire, anything that's outside of yourself is an illusion. It takes you away and it takes you on the path of evolution that keeps you from realizing your true self, self-realization and God realization. It keeps you away from that. It can go for millions of years. What Jesus is offering in the Course in Miracles is to save you literally a thousand years of the illusion of birth, death, and rebirth, and all the pain and suffering that goes with that. Think about that. There's a lot of pain and suffering. You may be having a pretty happy life, but it's not perfect, and it's not safe, and it's not maintained at an even keel. And what do you have to do to maintain it? What do you have to defend to save your money, to guard your money, to guard your health, to guard your life? Returnal. Think about the peace that you can have when you are at one with God. When you realize that the body is not real, you begin to resonate more with the love and less with the fear. And so your experience becomes that which you focus on. And that's a really important part. When I was on my journey after this awakening, and a lot of people think they're awake because when they start to see what's going on in the world and they can see the forest from the trees for the first time, like what's going on right now, the IRS is, is not a legal entity. Uh, you know, the Illuminati or the deep state, the Federal Reserve, you know, that's owned by the cabal, six banking families, you know, it's not a part of the government. Washington, D.C. isn't part of the government. You can believe that or not. You can be on any side of the fence. It's not the point. The point is you're not awake when you have an opinion. It's not. And I had boxes. I had two legal boxes full of all these interesting things. And I thought, wow, I'm making progress. I'm really waking up. I had PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, which great. I had been told to become a vegetarian. So I was focused on that. I was trying to buy natural products and eat well and all that. And don't we all think that's that's the idea to save your life, but you still die in the end, don't you? And in the meantime, you're, you're living a life that's generally full of um, torment on some level or fear, because that's, that's all it is until you get to the other side. So I ended up at a market with my boyfriend and we were shopping for vegetarian meals and that's all great. I have no thing about that. It was, it was my, on my journey to, to be that. And then it was also on my journey later to eat meat to channel because you have to get grounded and it's heavier. And I met a woman and her husband that had been hosting some of these meetings we were going to um, Reiki and, and, and I, and uh, light body workshops and, and meditations. And they had lived in the world and they were quite a bit older than us and they had a lot of money and they had a beautiful house. So they were very kind to host all these meetings, but we saw them in the market and she said, what's the matter? And I said, you know, uh, I am overwhelmed because I'm waking up so fast and I have all these boxes and causes, and I don't even know where to start. I mean, where, where do you start? And she said, walk away. And I said, what do you mean walk away? She said, walk away, walk out of the world. And I thought, wow. She said, because until you find the answers within yourself, you can't ever help. And I thought, wow. And I packed up my legal boxes and I told PETA and the other people, please take me off your phone list. And I started in my spiritual journey in, 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 you know, in, in earnest because I sort of got what she was saying. It's like, oh, I have to figure things out. 
and so, you know, then I was led back to OI and I had to walk in faith. I, I, I didn't really hold a job for a long time. I was led by spirit. I walked in faith. I got the demonstration of how when you're in the moment and you let go of expectation, attachment, control, you start to detach. I had to walk out of the world to do that. Not everybody can do that. Maybe you're, but you have to learn, and we'll talk in the next podcast. How do you do that? How do you live in the world and subsequently keep letting go of your ego? There's a very good answer to that and a very predictable way that you can walk that out. So take heart, because if you don't know that, you will by the next show. So I really, I did. I traveled in faith and food showed up and lodging showed up. I was never left on my own because the only way you can be abandoned is to abandon yourself, right? So let me see where we are here. Jesus says, don't make the world real. He said, it's in your mind. And we've talked about the fifth dimension, but what is the difference between that where you're upping your DNA and you're upping your, if you are, and you're upping your vibration and you're holding a high frequency and you feel more love and you feel more oneness and that kind of thing, but you still recognize yourself as a body separate from others. And that's the trap because enlightenment is the death of the ego. When you have no more fear, and I know you can follow this, when you have no more fear left in your mind, you don't have a judgment about what anybody else should do, a judgment about what you didn't do right. You're not in the past. You're not dragging the past. You're not, which is mostly guilt. You're not in the future, which is mostly fear. You're in the now. Your mind gets still. What happens is that you begin to kick into your intuition and things begin to happen and you realize, holy cow, this is a movie. I'm not doing anything except following along. And my only job, my only free will by the by 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 his telling of it, because we don't have free will, we have one. You can follow your ego or you can follow your spirit, Holy Spirit, God's plan for you, not your plan for God. That's how it works. And uh, and when you do that you erase the fear and you become a witness to your thoughts. That's the point where evolution becomes involution, where you take the inward facing journey and you say, my goodness, I can forgive my parents because I don't want to be a victim anymore. Sometimes you're just worn out with the blame. Sometimes you're worn out with the pain, mostly that. And you, um, you start to realize it's an inside job. And so a lot of people do inner child work and that kind of thing. And that's okay to a point, but inner child work keeps making it real, keeps making the drama that happened real. If you read the Akashic records or you call me and I read them for you. And I do this for people so that they can see why they're traumatized or why they're drawn to certain behaviors of certain people. What's the deal? What happens so they can explain it, but always They need to not make that real either. It was a dream. Always we need to go farther with the course principles and realize that was a dream of separation and we need to forgive it and let it go. That's how you really, really move forward. And what happens when you move forward and you forgive people is that Holy Spirit, your God self says, oh, we don't need that lesson anymore. And so time space collapses. In other words, wherever you are appearing as a body and having an experience of illusory life in separation, in any other dimension or any other reality that is taken off the table for you. That's why it can save you a thousand years because you don't have to go through that lesson again. When you clean the slate and all you feel is, is the love and the peace of God, you have no more judgments about anybody. 
and, and anything and in your own self. And I know that seems like, how am I going to accomplish that? But it's true. You will accomplish that because more and more as you let things off, you will have inner peace and it'll feel so good that you'll want more of it. So on the journey of involution, you begin to look only within and your journey with the source. And, and I'll tell you, your values will change. You will no longer be looking outside. It's not, it's not that you're not going to do anything or, or, or um, contribute anything in the world. It's not that, but your life becomes where you're still and you're in the now and you're only vigilant for God in your mind. You're, you're monitoring your thoughts. You're monitoring your emotions. What's fear? What can I let go of? That's a forgiveness opportunity. Somebody triggered me. That's in my own, that's in my own energy field. And it becomes an inside self-correction game. And that's it. And you become more and more and more aware. And eventually, when you reach that enlightened state where the death of the ego has happened, you lay down your body for the last time. And this is what Jesus says about that. And why I say this saves your life. Because he said, the body is given it's just a hologram and it's given it's it's like a projection and the spirit fills it for the the temporary experience of waking up and he says when you don't when you plan when you judge when you have guilt any of those things the body is set forth to follow god's plan for you but when your mind and ego get into it and your fear it starts to deregulate that body. And that's how sickness happens. And eventually sickness turns into death and the ego overcomes the spirit temporarily because nothing can overcome God, but that body will die and you start over again, casting another body. And that's why when you save your own life by getting all the way through using this lifetime to wake up. That's why you may want to up your game after you hear you have this option to save yourself a thousand years or to move ahead and not go through millions and millions of years. Again, not to be distracted by what's on the outside, but on the inside only. And um, when you do that, you're working at the level of cause. We are one mind. We're called the son of God. And as we take that eraser and we heal our own mind, we pull it free, not only for ourselves, but for other people. Now, you can't do better than that. Which is better? Writing the, the great American novel, uh, starting a soup kitchen. These are all good things. And you may be guided to do that. But if you're doing that and you're still contributing to the minutiae, because your mind is filled with judgment and negativity and, and upset and guilt and hatred and whatever it is. You're still in separation. You're still part of the problem. Remember the story about the man on the beach. Why didn't he jump in and save one, two, four, exponentially the minutiae grows. So to get that to stop, you want to go back to you, clean up your own mind and pull the cord free for yourself and other people. He says, nobody is healed alone. You cannot get home alone. Your brothers are your ticket out, which is in episode two, we talked about how you have to love and bless those people who have come that have aggravated you because they're showing you where you still have to heal. So it's an inside job. The payoff is eternal life. Really, you're, you're conscious, but you're, you're, you're not separate anymore. And I had, I told in, in episode number one about my divine revelation. And um, I have had a couple 
where my mind clicked off. And this is what we're going to talk about next time. Your mind needs to get completely still. And you will notice that your body works on its own. I'll tell a few stories of what's happening to me because I've gone, I'm going through ego death and, um, and your body, you're, you're sitting there and all of a sudden the body starts moving on its own. You will know what you need in the moment and what you need in the moment will come to you. I'm sure you'd rather live that way than planning and thinking. Maybe that scares you. Of course, it scares you because we have to give up control. And that's the ego because if the ego gets rid of control, it doesn't have any power. And that's the end of the ego. But you're eternal. So you want to remember to see with Christ's vision, see yourself as innocent and holy. And when you can do that, it's much more easy. It's much easier to extend that to your brothers and see that people are dreaming and not fault them for that and say, my brother, let's choose again, right? Let's choose again. So uh, I don't know if we have a caller. I'm seeing here on the chat that somebody read uh, Disappearance of the Universe, and it was awesome. I don't know if you've read Gary's other books. Um, they're, they're great. I, I, I enjoyed them as I was reading A Course in Miracles. GaryRenard.com, you can find him. Gary is hilarious. And um, he just tells stories on himself like I do, because how else can you get people to relate? I mean, this is what happened, you know. Um, and uh, so just remember that if you're trapped looking on the outside, you want to remember every time and, and you'll say, well, how, how am I going to do this? How is this going to work? What you're going to do is you're going to start noticing and witnessing where you have your body contracts. Where is it contracting? Because that's where you, you have a fear or a judgment. It goes, mm. even if it's just a little thing or you're talking to people as you're driving on the freeway, I've done that for years and I'm stopping it. Um, you know, you, you want to, um, You want to say, wow, I'm trying to get something. And here's a really good way to do that. I should take my glasses off here. I see the ring light in my glasses. Intention is the strongest way that you can start identifying if you are doing something out of fear or doing something out of love. If you will stop yourself, and you're going to be shocked when you do this. If you will stop yourself and say, what is my intention on that? what is my intention for wanting this job? And you'll say, well, I, I mean, Shelly, people have to make a living. Well, God will tell you what you're supposed to do. Your Holy Spirit will tell you what you're supposed to do, or it will roll to you and it will feel right. When you make a plan for God, remember about the body, it, it starts to move the body out of what the divine plan is for you. And, and the ego overcomes it. And then you die before you awakened, right? That's why I said about saving your life. So if you make a plan from now on to start looking at what your intentions are and your homework, if you want homework this week, because I always say a little tip, is to start becoming really aware of your thoughts and feelings and change that wherever there's negative self-talk, wherever there's fear, wherever there's lack of worth, Last time I, my client, uh, Sandy called in and she said that I told her in the first reading I did, and she called me for a psychic reading. People call me for psychic readings or to connect with their loved ones in spirit. And that's a great way to start because you don't know enough about non-duality, but your spirit, your God self is urging you 
to call somebody uh, for coaching or reading or connect with a loved one or a guide or whatever, or you want to know if you're relocating. And uh, spirit will come through and take any opportunity to not only give you the answers that you're looking for or connect you to loved ones, but oftentimes loved ones will come and they'll say, hey, you've had you've been running this for a long time and you need to love yourself and get past this. And they know you so well that they give you words and ideas. And sometimes they'll just tell you exactly how to talk to somebody that you're having difficulty with. Maybe it's another family member. And that's the beauty of a reading is that you'll learn. Uh, from people that love you and you can hear from them how to start moving along and then eventually in my readings um, where spirit wants and where I know you can hear it then I'll give you a higher view of how to look at this from the big picture of non-duality because remember the only true spirituality is non-duality and what is that again it's not a world of good and bad it's not a world of judgment it's a world where we are all one because we are the same in spirit we live eternally we're innocent and we're holy put it on your mirror that's the only way to remember it just keep remembering it and when you fall off the horse it's okay because listen we've been dreaming this dream of separation since the fall and how long ago was that right it's it's in our it's in our psyche individually and collectively so you need to back yourself out of that and you will feel so great and so unburdened to be able to forgive yourself and others because we're dreaming it remember because we're dreaming it you can't fault for some somebody and and yourself for dreaming a dream that isn't true so i hope that this has um given you some kind of an idea about how there's a there's a lot of confusion right now there's a lot of uh, things vying for your attention it, you watch the news and there's lots of lies and then you watch alternative channels and there's lots of information and then before you know it you're caught in a tug of war about your judgment and what you think about this and taking sides and fear oh my god what's going to happen and protecting your money and uh all of that and before you know it, you're down the evolutionary trail and, and you spent 10 years of your life and you haven't gone within. You haven't gone within. You know, it's it, you've got to stop that ball from rolling because evolution needs to turn towards the inward facing journey. And maybe you didn't know until today. And maybe you did. Maybe you're an advanced student. But guilt <clears throat> that we could be separate from God is always going to be an underlying feature with everybody that I read for everybody has that guilt and they either turn it inward and chew themselves out or they attack others, which Jesus says is anger, which is never justified because he says, if you were truly connected to your source, you wouldn't be acting out against anyone else because you'd feel the peace and, and right away you'd feel connected and the unconditional love. That's the kingdom of heaven within you. And you wouldn't have it. Uh, uh, you wouldn't be distressed by anybody else. Whatever their actions were, you wouldn't understand they are unconscious to some level. They are sleeping and they're in separation. You'd have compassion for that. And you would hold their vision that they are innocent and holy, just like you. And you would not try to get anybody straight. If you feel that God is calling you and laying it on your heart to take action on something in the world, then that you have to go there. That's what it is but keep in mind that that will only draw you to an opportunity for you to awaken that's called working at the level of effect 
where you contribute in the world and you help in the world. But remember, the healed mind is at the level of cause is how you're going to free you and free everybody else from countless rounds of pain and suffering on the cycle, on the wheel of evolution, on the wheel of uh, birth, death, and rebirth. And it's an illusion. So any way that you can remember that is, is, is the way you need to do that. Because my story started out with, you know, being very plugged in psychically. I've had these gifts all my life, mediumship, all of that. And then going through, you know, thinking I was going to get it if I went into the fifth dimension, if I was going to raise my frequency, raise my consciousness, still body consciousness. It doesn't work that way. So uh, I invite you to collapse time space for yourself. Find your inner teacher, which is what uh, we'll talk about in the next one. The inner teacher is Jesus says in the Course in Miracles that uh, the aim of the Course is not to get you to enlightenment. The inner, the, the aim of the Course is to get you to your inner teacher. And um, that inner teacher is your spirit, Holy Spirit, and you can learn to follow your intuition. Remember to get still. Remember to, to, to still your mind. Really, really important. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me for a private reading or a coaching session, Get a hold of me at ShellyJMiller.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com. For those of you who don't have computer access, you can call 949-237-2960. I don't often give that out, but 949-237-2960. I've had several new clients call me lately, and they said, well, I don't have a computer, and I'm always thinking that's crazy in this day and age, but I prefer not to have one either. Uh, To be honest with you, I'd rather go within and get my guidance. Um, So we have about five more minutes here. And let me just think what else you need to know about this. It really is true that you're going to save your own life because you can't really be free until you've let your ego die. And I I hope that makes sense. Uh, Remember that information, more and more information is a distraction. Uh, it's not knowledge. It's not wisdom. More and more seeking on the outside to fill the hole on the inside by relationships. Check to see what you're doing in your life habitually. Are you watching TV all the time and numbing out? Are you drinking all the time and doing drugs and numbing out? I don't have a judgment about that. I'm just saying, I understand that's where you are in your pain and you're trying to distract yourself. Are you working all the time? Are you a total workaholic? Are you working out all the time? Because if you get this body together, there's nothing wrong with that, that the body isn't real. You know, I mean, if you're striving to keep the body alive in that way, you're going to be a little disappointed. Remember, you have to follow Get still and follow God's plan for you. You have to drop your judgment. You have to stop planning. You have to live in the now in order for the body. He says, and this is incredible, but it's true, that the body is given and doesn't need the benefit. Now, I'm not saying don't drink and eat, but it doesn't, it will withstand whatever it's given for the length of time it was given by God to serve you to get home. So, so all of this, trying to heal it from the outside with, medication and food and everything else. And I, I mean, I eat a clean diet. I understand that I feel better when I do, but you know, there are stories of masters who can drink oil. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest that either. 
but, and it doesn't affect them because they've already, the body isn't real. Jesus said on the cross, he had no pain. Now that may blow your mind, but he says that because he had already gotten to a point and I just passed a lesson. I'm reading the course book over and over again. I passed a lesson a couple of weeks ago that said, um, it, it gives a, a workbook, 365 day workbook, and it gives a lesson uh, every day. You don't have to go that fast, but he said in there, and this is what I'm talking about, saving your own life. He said um, that when you are doing this correctly and just feeling God within you, that your body eventually will stop reacting to pleasure or pain. That's incredible. Think about that. Because it really rules us, especially when we get older and I'm older. (laughs) I can tell you, it distracts me, the pain and uh, harder to get around and things like that. But I could feel as I was doing this exercise that my body wasn't in pain. I I wasn't feeling the body the same way. And when I had the divine revelations, I, uh, when I had the divine revelations of God, and I hope that you'll watch um, podcast number one. What I did is I transcended the mind and everything stopped. And I was instantly in the presence of pure awareness. And I didn't have a body anymore. And it wasn't like floating out. I just didn't feel anything except peace, safety, security, not a shred of fear. I didn't even think that I wasn't feeling fear until later when the experience slowed down and I couldn't maintain it. But when I went back over it, I thought, oh my God, what just happened? I was in the presence. That's what heaven is. Heaven is a state of being. It's not a place. Although Jesus says heaven, earth is not your own. So you think about this because you're going to want to think, what world are you dreaming? And what world would you really like to be a part of? Because in heaven, there is no them and us there is no good and evil how does that happen how do you get there how do you get there you change your mind and dream a different dream in other words you wake up from the dream because you realize not the body no need for judgment okay so really start after you've listened to this and take stock what your intention is and if all your fear comes up all your fear comes up because it it does sometimes it'll just be especially when you're getting close to ego death And I don't know where you are in the program, but eventually your fear will come up. Remember, it's coming up to clear and it will clear. Sit with it, but don't indulge in it. Don't go back over the story of why you feel that way. It's recreating it in your mind and it's laying it in energetically again because you're focused on it. So you don't want to do that. You just want to say, oh, my ego, my fear is clearing. And that's a good thing. And it comes in stages. Sometimes it comes a lot and then you'll be clear for a while and it'll come back and you'll think, shoot, I thought I, I thought I healed that. Don't worry about it. It's stored in the subconscious. And remember, we're taking that eraser because eventually the universe is going to disappear when we all wake up. And he does say it may take millions of years, but it is already determined that all the sons of God will awaken. Because remember, when the dream of separation was dreamed, God healed it immediately. So that's why the answers to everything you could ever ask for are already known by God and Holy Spirit. There's an answer to everything. And next time we'll talk about how comforting that is to know that you don't have to figure anything out with your mind until it's time to use your mind. And then you'll know what 
And we'll talk about that next time in the next episode. So I hope you will join me on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, when you go to ShellyJMiller.com, if you want to book an appointment, great. I'll see you there. I do do Zoom appointments and join the newsletter because I send really helpful emails about things that are going on. I have a YouTube channel as well, Shelly J. Miller. Uh, psychic medium but remember the, the focus there is on the course in miracles you can see my podcast on my homepage on shellygmiller.com as well as here at bbs radio so i hope that you will take away to save your own life to move forward do not be distracted and go down the endless path of evolution wake up and turn within it's an inside job and finding your peace will be well worth it because the peace will last eternally and uh I'm looking forward to speaking with you again. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Bless yourself and each other. You really, truly are the light of the world. We are. God says your your function here is salvation. And you can do this. You can. And it's really just by changing out fear for love. Remember, love is the only thing that's real. So I look forward to seeing you again. And uh, many, many, many blessings. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.